Welcome to the Restore Yourself Podcast. I am your host, Timothy Watcherman, a metaphysical teacher, a channel of universal divine wisdom, and a personal breakthrough guide. And thank you so much for saying yes to this podcast, saying yes to this invitation. And oh, what an invitation it is today. (laughs) Just you wait. Just you wait. If you are listening to this podcast, this interview, if this spoke to you, I know (laughs) it's for a reason. And a special podcast, a special interview, it is indeed. In fact, it is the first interview in a series of interviews I am facilitating, co-creating, called Meet the Channels. (laughs) And so if you've listened to my podcast, you know that one of the ways I describe myself is a channel of universal divine wisdom. And you've probably heard me speak on other episodes about how channeled wisdom has served my life, has expanded me into new realizations about myself, about unity consciousness, about how the universe really works, (laughs) to what's possible for us in this life, what's possible for each and every one of us, the unlimited potential, the (laughs) unlimited energy that we are all working with in this human life experience. And so again, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know how passionate I am about metaphysical wisdom, metaphysical teachings, and channeled information. And so it is my absolute joy to be able to introduce anyone who's listening to this podcast at any moment in the future to some amazing channels, (laughs) some amazing channels that I am aware of and really appreciate, admire, and respect. Today, The first interview in this series is with uh, a dear friend by the name of Ryan Willoughby. I have so much respect for Ryan and the energy that he is bringing to the world, that he is bringing to this earthly realm. And I met Ryan in an online community that was created by another channel by the name of Sarah Landon. Sarah Landon has been channeling a group of ascended master beings by the name of the council for many years now and I was attracted to her her channelings a couple well actually probably about a year and a half ago now yeah about a year and a half ago and it was right after I had one of the most profound channeling experiences of my life where I actually went into a trance channel and (laughs) and came out of it and actually was able to receive part of the the channeled message with my own brain towards the end because being in a trance for me means that it's kind of like being asleep. The mind is not really aware. However, I was in a, a community. I was in a spiritual ceremony and <laughs> the entire room witnessed this channeling experience that was coming through my vessel and the feedback that I got was that it was pure truth and again I did get to hear the end of it because someone in the room said my name and when my mind heard my name it kind of 
caused me to come back to more of an awake state and out of the trance. And I did hear the last part of it. <laughs> and I'll never forget this code. The code that I heard at the end of this channel that started out as a trance channel was, it's not my job to filter the how. <laughs> and so when we're talking about creation or manifestation, just being a divine creator in our lives, to me that code has has stayed with me ever since. It's not my job to filter the how because there are unlimited ways for creation to occur in this universe and that higher self intelligence, that source intelligence, that God intelligence knows the easiest way for things to manifest and be created in this world. And so to me, that code is about trusting that it's not our job to filter the how, the how things happen, how things occur, how new experiences come into our lives. And so after that trance channel, I <laughs> I was ready to step it up with the channeling and I found myself, I got an email and it was <laughs> an email inviting me to learn about Sarah Landon. And then in that community, I met a whole lot of people that are very called to and feel aligned with channeled information. And again, that's how I met Ryan through some community calls and one of the membership experiences that Sarah Landon offers through her website. And on these community calls, I would hear Ryan speak. He would reflect on some of the channeled messages that were coming through from the council that Sarah was bringing through. He would reflect on them. He would add a lot of his wisdom that he has come into awareness of and his human experience in his life journey and I would just love to hear Ryan speak and so I reached out to him at one point and invited him to have a phone call and we did we got to hear each other's backstories and it was so much fun to hear <laughs> uh, how we each were led to that community and channeled work in general and I've stayed in contact with Ryan since because this call was about nine or ten months ago that we had and I love watching how he shows up on Facebook and Instagram. He brings forth empowering information, inviting us into our sovereignty, inviting us into the creator I am frequency, knowing ourselves as creators within our own creation. And a big part of this interview has to do with when Ryan and his journey really began to come into the awareness that he is one with the God energy, uh, what we refer to as God energy, source energy, creator energy, the I am, the all that is. That's where this interview starts, is at a point in Ryan's journey where he began to live his life in a whole new way, where he followed what he felt his heart and his inner guidance was telling him to do, where it told him to go, how it told him to live. And to me, it demonstrates a lot of courage <laughs> and, uh, and trust to, to really begin to live life the way he did. And so that's where this interview starts, is right at that point in time where, uh, again, Ryan began to live his life in a whole new way, and he really started to come into the the truth of the awareness that he is one with that God energy, 
that he is an aspect, a living, breathing aspect of the God energy as we all are, as everything in creation is. And one thing I'll say before I play the interview here, I share the interview with uh, all who are listening (laughs) at any point in the future, is that Ryan, from that point where he began to live his life, where he started over and really began to live his life in a brand new way up until now, has such a unique and empowering story to tell, if you ask me. It really has only increased my respect and reverence for his willingness, his demonstration in the world, and his sovereign yes to who he who he really is, the power that he is, and really knowing himself as one with the God source creator energy. It's a story unlike any other I've I've heard (laughs) as of yet, and I mean that in the best way. I mean that in the best way, and then at the end of this interview, Ryan, if you ask me, (laughs) channeled a transmission at the very end that I feel is so endearing, so affirming, and if you're listening to this, I feel it's got to be meant for you because you were attracted to this interview And the way the transmission he brings through at the end is just, it's incredibly special. So (laughs) that's my invitation to listen all the way until the end, if this interview does indeed speak to you. So, (laughs) and uh, yeah, that's what I have to say. So here we go. (laughs) It is my hope that you enjoy. In spirituality, it's similar. You know, you can you have the angelic realm, you have the ascended masters, you have all these people that you can receive as channels, as as signature frequencies that can come in and communicate and speak through you. And to raise your level of consciousness and give you new concepts and understandings and, and belief systems. But the highest level of consciousness, the highest perspective is you are God and you are everything and you created everything for you to come here and to experience creating within that creation. And that was the big awakening that transcended all of it. So then, so anything prior to that was just, the journey and the playground to come into the truth of knowing who I am because you know calling yourself God that's a whole nother thing (laughs) and not only is it sometimes difficult for other people to hear that but when you are claiming that for yourself it's a whole nother level and everything else kind of just falls away and you can see it from the different levels of perspective based upon the dimension in which you are perceiving from and that's where nothing becomes right or wrong because whatever point of perspective that creates my perception it's going to be true within that dimension that it falls within it becomes a truth And this is where I think small T truths versus capital T truths kind of 
come in. But that was that was a huge awakening for me. And that happened in about 2011, 2012, right around my 40th birthday. And I sold everything I owned, uh, quit my corporate job, sold the house, everything I owned, what I didn't sell, I gave away. And I got certified as an energy leadership master practitioner, which was about energy and consciousness. And coming from that highest perspective that you are consciousness, you are the creator, you are God. And I started my own coaching business and I moved to Bali, Indonesia in 2012, in January, 2012. And I started a whole new life, a whole new identity. I mean, I'm still Ryan. I'm still the same name and person and all of that, but I was no longer a corporate executive selling money. I was now talking about consciousness and energy and vibration and frequency. And so that's what started a whole nother level of, of a journey and awakening of moving. I'd only been out of the country one time at that point. I'd lived in, no, I'd only been to Mexico. And that doesn't even really count <laughs> leaving the United States, I don't think. <laughs> and... And I moved to Bali, Indonesia, sight unseen. Didn't know anyone. I didn't even have a hotel room booked when I landed. I uh, had uh, two roller bags. Of One had clothes. One had um, work materials, my coaching, all my coaching books and all my books. And I had a laptop computer. And... And I lived in uh, Bali for three years. I was based there. I'd go to Thailand. I went to Kosumui, uh, went to the Philippines, Manila, Boracay, went to Australia. And just started to live in a completely different way. Really unattached, minimalist, didn't own anything. And just started to slowly gradually gain clients and speak to people just it's all i really knew to speak about was that so that was, was in 2012 so that was probably another awakening <laughs> process <laughs> well i'm so curious to hear about uh well yeah that's that's really i mean yeah, just to let, to let it all go, it takes a lot of courage <laughs> mm -hmm. to let your whole entire life go, the life that you've known, the career that you've known. And well, I guess before I get into the channeling, I mean, that is a huge life shift. So to me, that speaks to a deep level of trust. <laughs> so how did you how did you know that this is this was the right move because as you said, it was letting everything go starting over. How did you know that was the right move? Yeah. So after I hired that yogi and worked with him for about a year and reading the four agreements, reading the secret, watching the secret, meditating, going to the deep levels of meditation, the synchronicities, I was so tuned in and you know, it's like when you're first introduced to the secret or the law of attraction, 
how everything just kind of like you can manifest, you can create, you're tapped in, you're, you know, you're tuned in. And I just felt that the synchronicities were just so strong. There was just, it was choiceless. It was just, I felt good. And I knew that the corporate life was not making me feel good. And I felt connected to, to source. I felt connected to God. I understood consciousness. I understood I was consciousness. I knew the laws of the universe. And I saw how magic was that, but it was done through conscious and awareness of who you are versus manipulation of energy. It all is manipulation of energy. But anyway... There was that shift in my understanding and knowing, and it was coming into that I was not separate from anything. And it was just, I watched a documentary on Bali when I was 12 years old or so on TV. And I remember thinking then, I'm going to live there one day. I, I not, I want to live there. I know I like I'd almost already lived there, but I knew that it was in my future. And that came back to me because I actually had this older gentleman who ended up running a room out of my house in Denver, who had come back from living overseas over in Bali. He'd lived overseas and in that region of the world for like the last 15, 20 years. And he'd come back and he was in his early 70s now. And he didn't have any retirement, very little SSI because he didn't work in the States. And he just, and I was like, here, just have a room at my house, you know, give me a little rent, whatever you can. And it was him who triggered me in the memory of that documentary in Bali that then just triggered me and said, I'm quitting my corporate job and I'm moving to Bali. And so that was all serendipitous. And I met him at the my local bar that was just half a block away from me in downtown Denver, my little watering hole with all my friends, my buddies. And I would go in there just speaking of the consciousness and energy and you are in control. And I would get that whole bar just buzzing, just feeling amazing. Like it was just so much fun. And, and that was confirmation of like, this is what I am supposed to do. People were so receptive to the vibration and frequency of what I was. And everyone noticed this huge shift that was occurring. And I'm like, I'm quitting my job. And they're all like, this is all in a matter of like, when I made the decision, it wasn't, it was the next day I announced it. And this was in November of 2011, the last week of November of 2011, and I said, I'm quitting my job and I'm selling my house and I'm moving to Bali. And they're like, <laughs> okay. And I called up my realtor and I said, hey, I'm selling my house. He's like, the market was completely shot because of the 2008 meltdown and nothing had recovered and blah, blah, blah. And it was winter. It was snowing like no other that year in Denver. And I said, I want to put the house on the market the first week of December 
and it's going to be sold by Christmas. And I'm going to spend the last week of December back in Iowa with my family and New Year's. And I'll be in Bali by the end of the first week in January. And my realtor's like, <laughs> and I said, then this is the price I'm selling my house at. And he's like, uh, what have you been smoking? Like that, there's no way that's not going to happen. And I'm like, just put it on the market, give it one week. If there's nothing, I'll adjust the price. We'll go from there. So from the day I decided to do that, the first day the house went on the market, the first day was the open house. The first people that walked into it gave me the asking price. And they agreed to close on December 24th. And my place was closed on December 24th. That evening, I drove to Des Moines, Iowa with just my roller bag and my coaching materials and my laptop computer. And I arrived in Des Moines, Iowa, and I spent Christmas with my family and the whole following week and did New Year's with all my friends and my family. And I was in Bali, Indonesia by January 7th, 2012. And that's how that happened. <laughs> it was just, it's when it's that divine inspiration. Like there's no way that it could not uh, have happened. I really was not in charge of any of it, but it was moving through me. And I just knew that that's what I was supposed to do. And that's how that happened. It, wow. And so when I got to Bali, there was a shock. I'm like, what do I do? Like, what is this culture? I don't even have as an established business. I feel like I'm supposed to be waking up in my house in Denver, calling clients. It was still that fresh and that new brand new culture. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. And so that opened me up to have to be in this place of just complete surrender to new surroundings, culture, not knowing anyone, isolation, wild. And knowing that I'm in a deeper spiritual connection and allowing that to come through as well. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> quite the move. Uh, <laughs> multi- <laughs> Multi-continent move. So you said you opened up to a deeper connection. When did channeling enter your experience? So then I started developing my coaching business. And it was about 2014, I would say, where my coaching business really started to kind of pick up. It took a couple of years. And it was in the late part of 2015, I moved back to the States. And I, I moved to Naples, Florida, and was able to kind of really establish more of my business than being back in the States with contacts and connections and being on the same time zones, people and all of that. And I started working with more clients. And what would happen is I'd be working with them and then stuff would come through me and I would say stuff. And they'd be like, oh, wait, wait, oh my God. Okay, repeat that. And I'd be like, I don't really know what I just said. Like, we're going to have to record these or you're going to have to take really good notes. But it would be really profound, kind of high level conscious truths 
that would come through, but you could tell it was coming from the higher self of the other. I was channeling the higher self of the client for them to receive what it is that they needed in order to have their breakthrough or whatever it is that they were looking to, to create. But I didn't know what that was. And I didn't really call it channeling or think it was channeling. And I kind of thought as channeling is lower level of consciousness uh, because I was of this just pure consciousness. And I looked at it as if you needed to go to something outside of you, then you were not connecting with that of what is the truth of you. So I didn't really understand it. And I kind of judged it, to be honest. So I didn't even look at what I was doing as channeling until later I realized it. And it was in, I moved from Naples, Florida to Palm Springs, California in January of 2020. So we kind of know the magical years of 2020. This was a, a time for many, many, many people to come online who had major shifts. The upgrade was occurring. The mass awakenings was occurring. And it was immediately, I got COVID in March of 2020. So I was one of the first to get COVID. It was not, it was a really bad cough for me. And I lost my taste, lost my smell for a little while. But I didn't even know it was COVID. Until later, like in June, when they said that the symptoms were you lost your taste, you lost your smell. And I'm like, oh, holy darn, I had COVID back in March. That's crazy. And I got the test that told me that I had the antibodies for it. And it confirmed that I had COVID. And during that time, I had like this whole new understanding of what COVID was. And I was telling, this is very early on, like March, April, May, and June, that oh, this is a good thing. And they're, you know, not that people are dying and any of that. And there was a way I had to tell that story. I had to have compassion, but that this was an upgrade for humanity. And, and I didn't really even know how or why I was saying this, but it was a form of channeling, but I didn't know it. I was just being downloaded information. And that is kind of how I channel. I received downloads of information and then in June, I had a loud voice, and I've never had this before, and this is not how I channel. I don't hear a voice that how I channel, but a loud voice that said, quit drinking. And this was the, we were in quarantine, so I had a quarantine buddy, and we'd hang out, and there was nothing to do. I didn't have a lot of clients, only like one or two clients, so... You know, we were drinking, hanging out at the pool, just floating all day, having a great time, nothing crazy, but just, you know, drinking almost every single day and playing Uno, maybe smoke a little reefer, play cards, doing the the quarantine thing. And then it went on for about like maybe three months. And then in June, quit drinking. And I was like, what? Where did that come from? And I heard it again, loud quit drinking. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you got it. No problem. And so the next day I like, told my friend, I'm like, Hey, I'm not drinking anymore. Quit drinking. He was like, what? <laughs> like, well, yesterday we were just having fun 
you know, floating in the pool, having drinks. I'm like, yeah, I'm not drinking anymore. He's like, okay, well, that friendship kind of dissipated. So then I was in quarantine and just meditating and, and I wasn't smoking anymore. And it was probably a month later. It wasn't a loud voice, but I received a message to quit eating meat. And I was like, quit eating meat. Okay. So I quit eating meat, became a vegetarian. And about two weeks after that, there was this person that I followed on Facebook that was a Akashic Records took people into their Akashic records and I booked a session with her and I went into the Akashic records and it was just guided and for me to receive information, whatever it was that I was supposed to receive from the Akashic records. And that was a game changer. It was a message that I'm here to be a way shower that there was a much bigger thing that was here for me to do that everything was just a preparation to bring me to this point into the state and that i was being asked to show up in a much bigger way to be visible and i was like because i i wasn't visible i didn't promote myself i didn't market myself as a coach i had no platforms i had no website Mind you, I'd been running a business for 10 years and existing off of it and never promoted myself, never asked for business. People who wanted to work with me just found me. That was my, I called it in. That's how I did it. And, but the, through the Akashic records, they were like, you're, you are here to be seen. This is, this is the next thing for you. And I came out of that shook because I'm not really that person. I've never really been that person. That was not my desire. And then shortly after that, I was in a metaphysical store in downtown Palm Springs, and I saw this emblem I'm holding in my hand. It's a pendant on my necklace, and it's Metatron's cube. Didn't know what that was. Didn't know who Metatron was, nothing. And I'm like, it was in the case. I said, ooh, I like that. I would like that. And the guy goes, oh, Metatron's cube. And I go, Metatron's cube? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh. And I got it. I wear it. Actually, the story, the first channel from Metatron came through. I had a channel from Metatron that came through automatic writing. And he said, this is Metatron. And this is what we are asking you to do. You are a way shower. You are blah, 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 blah. These are the things that we're, you're going to be doing. This is what you're going to be asked to do. Da, 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 da. And I was like, mm, nope, I don't think so. Um, I don't know what this is coming from. I don't know what this is. So that was the first time I started channeling. And then I went to the metaphysical store, saw this, asked for it. And he said, that's Metatron's Cube. And I'm like, what? That's Metatron's Cube? Okay, now this is getting weird. So then I wore it. And then the channel started getting stronger. And it was in September of 2020 at the new moon 
I, it was probably about like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, oh, it's the new moon. I'm going to do the new moon ceremony. Like something came through and he's like, do a new moon ceremony. And I hadn't done ceremonies. I hadn't had an altar. I hadn't done any like anything like that. And it was like, do a new moon ceremony. I'm like, okay, I will. Like, so I'll just get some incense. I went and got a candle. And then I heard, take the shrooms inside, not outside voice, but like just something within me is like, take the shrooms. And I'm like, take the shrooms. I don't have any shrooms. Take the shrooms. And I'm like, I do have shrooms. Oh my God. My friend gave me shrooms like back in January. I forgot all about them. And they were up in this little container up in the closet. So I took the shrooms. And I had a major awakening, a christening. I had an experience with Archangel Metatron and angels who came down and ascended, who were there with me, who guided me to go to the bathroom and run the bath and to get down and bless the water, to have it become holy and instructed me to derobe and get to get in the bath water. And then I was bathed by them and essentially a, a baptism, if you will, or a christening uh, from head to toe. And they prayed over me and then I got out and dried off and it was like they were drying me off and they put like this, I don't know, like a robe around me and a crown of like crown on me and was like given my wings and it was uh, just a, a surreal surreal experience crying every emotion you can think of from elation to joy to some of the most painful sorrows of the earth like it was processing of humanity and um, went out and laid underneath the stars and uh, the communion, the downloads, just receiving downloads and downloads and downloads of information of what was happening, what was occurring, what was to come. And this was the major awakening of cracking. Like this was the death of the old me. I was told that and that I was being cleared on a cellular level, being cleared of any karma if you will that there was no karma but that was clearing karma and that dormant dna was being activated within me to to go to go on to this new phase of what i was called to do which was my dharma uh to be a way shower to be a light worker to be whatever you want to call it and so the next day I woke up and I was like, did any of that even really happen? Wow, that was wild. That was crazy. But I, everything was shifted. It was changed. 
And from that point forward, I'd be like woken up like at 1.11 in the morning. Grab your journal. Start right. This is Metatron. This is what's happening. This is what's occurring. This is what you're going through. This is what's happening. And uh, it was in November. No, in October, like the last weekend of October, the full moon, the astrological alignments at that time were absolutely insane. There was a full moon on October 31st. And it was on that moon that my ascension symptoms started. And my body just started deteriorating and breaking down. And my joints ached so badly. My muscles just, just so much pain, physical pain. And my my muscles just deteriorated. I could I couldn't move my shoulders, my arms, could barely roll over in bed. And that was being cleared out on a cellular level. I didn't know. I was like, oh, I'm being cleared out on a cellular level. I didn't know what was to come. I didn't know what that meant. And it was a physical thing for me that I'm not saying this has to be this way for anybody else who's going through an ascension. It can be joyous and beautiful. You don't have to have any of this stuff. But this was my experience. And I, I was bedridden for like a a month. I mean, I could get out of bed, go to the restroom and come back, but it was painful. It was slow. It was hard to do. Wasn't able to do, wasn't able to leave the house. Then all the skin on my body started to flake off, like just lost skin, like crazy flaking off everywhere. I started to get wounds on every chakra point. So my crown, I had sores and scabs all around just a perfect circle like the crown of my head a spot in the middle of my forehead my throat i didn't have one at my heart center um my solar plexus sacral and root and ringing in the ears so loud it was so uncomfortable this was going on for like a month the ringing in the ears, the congestion in the head, the pressure in the head was just a, all of this going on. But it kind of went through phases to where it moved up the chakra system. So like I knew it was going through the throat and the ears and the head and the and all of that. When it reached the crown and I got the sores around the crown, I lost, I started losing my hair. And all my hair fell out of my head within three days. I had like a little bit of clump here, a little bit of hair here. I had to end up just shaving my head off because all, so now I've lost all, I have skin flaked off. I'm lost all the hair on my head and most of it on my entire body, like very thin, thin beard. I had to shave that and went through that whole process and really lost my personality. That went on till... I want to say like April of 2021 is when that started to like dissipate and I started to come back online and I knew Metatron the whole time is telling me what's happening. That there was just to allow, allow this, to allow this. Cause I'm like, do I go to the doctor, you know, and my guides Metatron, Sandalphon, we're just, no, 
You don't need to go to the doctor. Like they're going to misdiagnose you. <laughs> they're not going to know what you're, what's going on. You will recover from this. This is, you are being cleared on a cellular level that you are being activated dormant DNA. You, all of that, that's what that process was for me. And that's where the channel just kind of kept getting stronger and stronger. Now, I believe it was in January or February of 2021 where I came across a channel, Sarah Landon, and that's where you and I met through because it was up until this point that I still was kind of like not into the channeling thing, but Metatron was coming through and the only guidance for me. And I'm like, okay, I need to know more about this channeling and see who's out there. And I found Sarah Landon on YouTube and that opened me up to a whole new channel of collective. And I started channeling and all the information and the stuff that I was channeling and the downloads I was getting was the same channel that was coming through Sarah Landon from the collective of, of the council. And so I was like, I've always, the council has always been through me and I've always been at that council. I knew it immediately from the very first time. And the first time I saw Sarah, I knew that we had known each other for a very long time. And so that was a confirmation and a comfort that I was the information that was moving through another channel. That's the best way I can explain it. And that was a whole shifting and understanding that this was also part of the path of how I became oh, the way shower or a light, whatever you want to call it. And so that was a, a major part of it as well. So shrooms on the new moon in September of 2020 was a major awakening point <laughs> in my journey. <laughs> Wow, that is, uh, I mean, I've heard details of this before, and all I can say is that I know people that listen to this podcast have at least curiosity in awakening. I know they're opening up to new information, uh, and then I know there's other people that listen to the podcast that are very aware of what we're talking about. Uh, that They're like, yep, know exactly what Ryan's referring to. For the people that are still in the exploratory phase, like, oh, I'm interested in this awakening and higher consciousness. I'd like to backtrack just a little bit. And so just tell us a little bit more about Metatron. I mean, I know in terms of archangels, Archangel Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, these are more, I guess, I heard of those more, you know, in my, you know, a couple, like a decade ago or so or, or two. Metatron was like newer for me when I had started my, on my awakening path. So tell us a little bit more, because I mean, Metatron was a big part of this process. <laughs> what Metatron and Sandalfon. And I also know who Sandalphon is now as well, but other people may not know Sandalphon. So these were your guides, you know, on the non-physical side that were telling you like, hey, just trust this process. Just, you know, I know for your human, this is probably a lot. Your human's like, what the heck is happening? But these non-physical guides were telling you like, trust the process trust the process and so to me it sounds like you put faith in your connection to these these guides on the non-physical side of things but yeah tell us just so people have a bit more context tell us who metatron and sandalphon 
tell us a bit about what those those names mean to you. Sure. Well, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I didn't know who they were then, even when they were coming through and even when the Metatron's cube pendant came to me. And then when he came through during the new moon ceremony and I did a little bit of research on him, but I don't know a lot. I do know what I do know is he is in the hierarchical sense, meaning not better, bigger, better, but we have order in our dimensions. That's how we have physicality and that's how we have our ability to create. So there is order. And in the, in the order of Archangel Metatron is the pinnacle, the top that kind of is the connector that connects all things all he is the keeper of the akashic records he also is that of what kind of allows all the dimensions to kind of come in together to make the whole he also is of the only to my knowledge the only archangel that existed in physical form he, he did walk the earth i can't remember i don't know what his physical being was there is some mentioning of his physical being and archangel metatron i believe in the jewish religion but i don't know that all that well sandalfon is his brother who kind of is like the metatron is to the point Many people, when they feel his energy, feel it's really strong or powerful or, you know, just he's not really here to coddle you. He's here to give you information and put you on your path and connect you and to get you going to where you are aligned to be. And how that he's not where Sandalfon is like, okay. I got my brother here. <laughs> You're going to be fine. We are here for you. We, I'm here to help you. I am here to let you know that we have compassion for you. Sandalfon is feels a little bit more warm and caring. And I feel like it's kind of the balance of the energies to Matatron's energy. That's just my kind of take and interpretation on it. And the other thing that I've heard is that Metatron is, is, if you will, when we're looking at archetypes and how everything is dimensioned out in creation, when you move beyond, beyond unity and we create any kind of separation in creation, Metatron is like the right hand, just right next to God in relationship to expression and, and to stream through the, the creation of the dimensions. I don't know if I'm really explaining that all that well, but that's, 
that's through research and kind of also what I was given from Metatron is, you know, it's all one and we are all God, but there is this fractalized aspect of God that separates us into our sovereign energy beings. And, you know, it kind of collects that back to the point to move to God. I would look at Metatron maybe that way. He's also a connector. Like he can connect you to your guides. He can connect you to, like he was the connection for me to go to the council, the collective of of ascended masters and and non-physical beings. He also connected me with some other entities as well that came through and had channeled at different times. And they give me opportunities to kind of see where and how I wanted to show up as a channel or as a way shower. I don't know if that answers it or not, but that's, I'm sure you probably have listeners out there who probably know a lot more than I do on Metatron. I don't really dive into knowledge or information again i feel like it limits sometimes so i really kind of go with what is just going to come through the channel and what is it that i need and anything else may just get in the way of that so i I try not to do a lot of investigatory stuff but that's what i have on metatron Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, sounds to me like you just, you felt this presence, you felt this voice, you know, voices, Metatron and Sandalphon and something told you to trust them. Something told you to trust this guidance, uh, even though it's on the, what we consider to be the non-physical side of things. And I know in my early, my very early podcast, I touched a little bit on this, but again, if someone's listening who <laughs> who uh, hasn't heard those early podcasts. So the way that I look at this is that what we call physical reality, what we can see with our eyes is a spectrum of light, a spectrum of vibration, everything. So for instance, a tree, a bird, there's particles of energy, particles of, you know, there's atoms and neutrons and all these things. They exist at a certain frequency, a speed of light where we can see them with our eyes. (laughs) That's why we see them. And I like to use the example of a hummingbird. A hummingbird's wings are vibrating. They're moving so fast that our eyes can kind of see them, but it kind of looks like a blur because they're moving so fast. And so when we talk about non-physical, to me, what that represents is that there there are beings, beings, uh, whether you call them guides or angels, that are here to assist humanity because humanity is at a a transition point where <laughs> where we've chosen that we've a lot of us have chosen that we've <laughs> explored separation consciousness enough and we're ready to move back into unity consciousness and so we have all of these guides archangels ancestors animal totems they're here and they're assisting us in shifting our consciousness back to the truth that we are all an extension of the one source energy, whether you call that God or creator. 
And so these beings exist at a higher frequency of light and they, they're, they're, they're particles of energy. They move so fast that our eyes can't pick them up. That's just the way our eyes are designed right now. They can only pick up <laughs> light at a certain speed of vibration. And so, you know, when we're referencing Metatron, Sandophon, just to me, the way they land is they're, they're here to assist those of us who have chosen to come out of separation and what goes along with separation is a lot of suffering, mental, emotional suffering, because that's where we reject ourselves and we feel like we're no good, things like that. And and there's so many of us said, okay, well, we think we've had enough of that. <laughs> Who are we really again? Who are we really again? Oh, yeah, we're creation. We're an extension of the creator and that creator is love. And so, so to me, these beings are just, they're here to assist us because they, they are not in a state of having forgotten who they are. They know they come from that one source God energy, and they're here for those of us who are ready to put down all of our stories about I'm separate, I'm unworthy, I don't deserve, I don't deserve anything good in this life. They're helping us put down those stories so that we can come back to the remembrance that life is meant to be really good for us. <laughs> There's endless blessings. There's no end to what we can create in this life and beyond. And so that's how these beings uh, land for me. So I'm very familiar. And so when I hear Ryan reference them, I'm like, oh yeah, that's just, you know, this is what I, this is what I hear about all the time. But for those of you who are like, huh, this is, <laughs> this is kind of new. I just wanted to give a little bit of, a little bit of context and I'm just impressed, Ryan, that you, that you've, that you trusted this guidance, this, this guidance that kind of just appeared in your hearing. <laughs> I really, that's perfectly said. And it's, what's, it's bringing one more thing to remember is that whatever guide comes to you, if a guide comes to you, whatever guide comes to you, it is the agreement you made with yourself to come remind you the truth of who you are. Archangel Metatron is me. It is you. The Whatever, if you have a guide come to you through channeling, you're absolutely right. It's all here. They are a non-physical being because they are light vibrating at a different frequency. And you planned and agreed to be that aspect of yourself and a non-physical being that would come back and channel to you and through you to remind you the truth of who you are so that you could move and expand out and into the fifth dimension and beyond to integrate and come into realization that you are God, that you are even beyond the channel that you agreed to be to come back and remind you of who you are that you are everything and so you are you know so the question is like 
who is Metatron and who is Sandalphon, you can get in. That's why I don't go into what do the books say he is, because it doesn't really matter. All he is is an agreement that is me that I made, because I am you, <laughs> who's ever listening to this, that we made with ourselves to come back and remind us to the truth of who we are. Yeah. And that's beautifully said. And let's talk about my ascension process, the ascension symptoms. To me, it's kind of clear that I wasn't that trusting. That my human was really hanging on hardcore. Or it might have been a little bit smoother of a process, I'm thinking. That the ascension process doesn't have to look like that. Not everyone is going to have that ascension process. Now, I am my own creator. This was the experience as a soul that I wanted to have. And it was really going to cement in and it would be undeniable of an experience that I went through that I would not just be able to shrug it off and be like, yeah, that's not real. None of this is real. I'm just going to go back to drinking, smoking weed and walk through the rest of this third dimensional life. Fuck it. I, that experience, I can never just be like, meh, it's not real. Like that is undeniable. And that's what I wanted. And that's what I'll in quotes needed in order for me to really put me on my path and to stay on it. When, when there's moments as I go through and I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, but I did go through that whole ascension process. I did have that experience with Metatron. I did have that christening experience. Like this is my path. This is my Dharma. This is what I'm here to do. This was the message that came through. I am here to be an example of what is possible in the evolution of humanity moving into the fifth dimension of coming into the truth and realization of who you are. And I will never be able to deny that because of the experience that I had with Metatron <laughs> and with the Ascension symptoms and my Ascension process. But I think that was because in the beginning, I wrestled with like, who is this Metatron guy? Is this, is it really Metatron? Is this, who am I hearing? What is coming through me? How do I surrender? How do I allow? So there was a large part of that, but I deep down knew. And the way I was told to allow was just to keep saying, I allow. So that's what I did. I laid in bed <laughs> saying, I allow, I allow, I allow over and over and over again. And I didn't even talk to you about like what happened to the heart chakra, the heart center, the activation, the energy, the 
felt like my breastplate was going to just break open and the energies and the love and the compassion that I had while all of this was going on, it was undeniable. The love, the love, the compassion, the, the point of zero that I was at, mind you, like I had no personality and I feel like I'm just now coming out of all of that. Like they call it the dark night of the soul that lasted. I'm on three years and it was only really in the last month or so that I feel like a personality is starting to emerge. I went out a week ago, two weeks ago, and just went, met somebody again earlier this week. And it's the first time in over three years that I was able to have a conversation other than something about consciousness, that I had no personality, that the only thing that I had was no conversation or they would have to ask me about consciousness, channeling, or they were guided to me so that they could be awakened. And then that's what my consciousness and being was. Otherwise, I had trouble having just a regular conversation. I didn't have any input. I wasn't interested in anything outside of that. So that's been, you know, it's... <laughs> There is the, the, when they, you know, the death and the resurrection or the rising through of the Phoenix and, you know, the born again, whatever you want to, there, it, there can be, there's that process. And, and so that was mine, but I guess on the faith thing and the trust thing that took a minute and it did take a minute. And where it really started to kick in is when I, when I found a community that were, what that was was channeling and it was the same high perspective, the grandest perspective just of love and was, was the same message that I was receiving and, and giving that really did start to open me up in that trusting process. I think. Wow. Well, thank you for, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. I just heard you telling the story about how they, they told you what to do and you got in the bath and, it sounded very trusting to me. So thank you for going another uh, layer deep and saying that, yeah, during the whole thing, you know, it was challenging for your human at times just to accept and allow. So so thank you for clarifying all of that. And also thank you for clarifying, that, again, that this, this is not everyone's experience. It's not an experience everyone, it's not an experience that everyone needs to have. But you as a soul, like you said, you as a soul set this up so that as this, because I feel a lot of us who understand the awakening process and the ascension process realize that what's actually happening <laughs> is a lot different than what any of us are really expecting. It's it's going to look a lot different. Our minds like to try and pretend they can grasp what's actually going to happen, but it's like every layer that I experience, I'm like, okay, it's so much more than my mind could ever. And it's, it's just, you know, a little bit of a new layer at a time. And I'm like, wow, my mind could have never guessed my mind could have never predicted. And, and it is just, it's, it's way out of the box. It's way out of anything that's ever my mind could ever conceive. And so I know a lot of us 
have that sense again to understand awakening and ascension and so for you again as a soul you needed that reference point because as this whole new experience of life as consciousness and human form began to unfold you as a soul needed that reference point to be like this is all real <laughs> this is all real this is all legit so thank you for also clarifying that because yeah as, as souls we all determine what uh, what major events are going to show up on the path in one way or the other and and this is one that you chose for you so that you would as you said you'd never you just look back and go okay yep this is all real this is all that happened this is all real <laughs> yeah yeah it, it would i was not able to deny the dharma of it of like what have i been asked to do and any time that I look to possibly like, oh, is this really, can I just go back to corporate or can I just go get a job somewhere? <laughs> and it's like, no, you know, it's that reminder of this is what I'm here to do. So, yeah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I would love to transition into what that looks like. I know you said you feel like you're just coming out of a, a huge phase. You said it's been about three years and uh, which has changed a lot, shifted a lot, opened you up to new streams of energy, being able to bring new streams of energy in and through you. And so what does it look like? What is the, what is the way showing look like for you? You know, we've, we've clarified that you are a channel. So what does that look like right now? How are you, how are you showing up as a way shower in this world at this time? Yeah, so I am a spiritual guide. So I assist people in their awakening journey and also show what is possible through becoming realized, coming from that place of unity consciousness, of non judgment, but really just being that guide that allows you to be exactly where you're at. And giving and holding that space that allows you to expand into higher states of consciousness. There's something about being in the energetic field and consciousness of the highest perspective, the grandest perspective that allows you to move into a higher frequency for yourself. And part of that process is channeling. So in sessions and working with people, what happens is Metatron may come through and working with them and guiding them into, you know, what their experience is, what they're questioning. There's so much that can happen in the awakening process in the physicality world. It could be your physical health. It's all really dependent upon, it may be in finances, it may be in relationship, it may be whatever it is that you're creating that is going to see if you will give your power away to it. <laughs> so there's guidance in that and how to stay in your power to how to stay in love for yourself, how, how to allow others to be able to have their journey while you are a sovereign energy being having your journey. So there'll be channeling that moves through with that. And then I also do guided channeled meditations as well that do have activations that will come through 
These are primarily Metatron that does come through on the guided channeled meditations. And these are activations, downloads, transmissions that are upgrading the operating system. Uh, we'll be clearing out dense frequency on a cellular level uh, that will be activating the dormant DNA that'll be clearing out when the subconscious mind, uh, which is karma, essentially, if you will, bringing you into a new state of being and a frequency that you can now recognize as the truth of who you are, that it'll be your new, the new normal, your new point of reference. So that if you do dip down and you go into lower, denser frequencies of consciousness, that you then have the ability to move back up to your new normal resonance, which would be of a higher state of, of frequency. So the downloads, the activations, the transmissions, the channeling, you can, you know, you kind of have your choice. You can have a mix of like the spiritual guidance talking with me, having the spiritual guidance, having the channel come through in normal conversation. You can have a session where you we, where we go into a meditation and it's the activations and the thing. And we could also have it where I go into a channeled state, which is similar to the guided meditations, but where you can ask questions and kind of direct. And it is going to be a consciousness that moves through that'll probably be again your higher self is metatron but a metatron and and that of what is of your highest self to bring you to your highest potential of drawing in your divine blueprint of your life what your dharma what you are here what your purpose is what you are here to do that is really what and and the questions and the things that anything that you are creating a separation, <laughs> any place that you are denying the truth of who you are uh, to be dissolved, to be let go for you to really come into your power, for you to come into the truth of knowing who you are, that you are God to guide you back into that knowing and coming into that realization is, is what I do now. Yeah, I guess that's the best way to, to say it. <laughs> I don't have anything else. <laughs> well, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And thank you for for sharing on that and your words. And and yeah, another what kept coming up for me is that so when we've talked about separation before, separation is kind of a state of denial that we are all expressions of that one source light, you know, the God source energy. And it's just so cool that we can all <laughs> have this unique human experience. And to me, what's beautiful about the waking awakening process is that we remember that, yeah, this unique human experience is still an extension of that, you know, that one source light energy. Energy, that's where it all begins. That's where it all goes back to. And a huge part of the process is realizing that in the state of denial, in the state of forgetting, if you will, we we've been given tremendous power to create in our lives. And that's a big part of the awakening process too, is realizing that our thoughts, 
our feelings, our beliefs, our repetitive actions, behaviors, they're all an act of creation. And in the unconscious state, we're, we're essentially just creating what we've learned. And a lot of that has come from, I often refer to it as societal or just social norms. A lot of the creation is coming from what's kind of been fed to us in a way. And we're just told that this is normal. This is just what and how you create. And to me, another big part of the awakening is a lot of people are at a point where like, wow, I've tried that. And it's not really... <laughs> It's not really fulfilling at the end of the day. It still feels like something's missing. And to me, the missing element is remembering who we really are, that we, you know, we come from that one source, God light. Like that's that's the high expression, highest expression of us. And we've been given tremendous creative power. And so now the fun of it is like, oh, I can create consciously and I don't have to create the way any. I don't have to create in a way that anyone else is. I don't have to create the way societal norms are telling me to create. I'm here to find what I like, what I enjoy. Uh, and I get to explore and experience. And I just get to have a, a beautifully unique life in more and more and more ways. And so consciously creating to me is in remembrance of our, our divinity and in remembrance that we can have, we can create an amazing life that's fulfilling in all the ways and because a lot of people I think have found as a lot of people have found that, yeah, they have created a lot of the the fun things, you know, the, the houses, the cars, and they're still in a state of separation at the end of the day. And that's why they're like, oh, uh, something's missing. I feel an emptiness. It, it doesn't, I thought all this would satisfy me. And, it, and to me, yeah, it is, it's, it is going to feel empty when you're still in denial of who you are. The fun is to me when you when you remember who you are, you remember your creative ability, your creative capacity, your creative power. And from that connected place, you're like, oh, okay, what do I want to what what do I want to create now? What sounds fun from this place of connection? And so to me, it sounds like you're a guide on the path from unconscious creation, you know, creation and separation to a place of conscious remembrance and creating from that point. That's kind of what I'm gathering in terms of how of how you assist how do you feel about that yeah i think that's beautifully put the only thing that i would add to that i think is that we agreed to move into the third dimension we created the third dimension exactly as it is and it's perfect and that veil of forgetfulness we created that too and we even built into that third dimension, the karma. The karma is real in the third dimension. And that is the loop that keeps us in the third dimension. And you agreed and knew at what point in time you would ascend, that you would remember the truth of who you are. And there's nothing to escape. There's nothing that... Like you said, there's not one way better than the other to create or to manifest, whether it be through the third dimension, through lack. I do not have this. This is what I want. I will feel better when I have this, so I will create it or manifest it. That is just part of the third dimension. And you don't ever come to your full fruition of satiation 
when you're in the third dimension, because that is to become whole. And that is what keeps you on that journey. But you as the soul and God creator that you are intentionally moved into the third dimension and built karma so that you wouldn't immediately come off that wheel. You wanted to stay. There are people who want to stay. So for me, it's not about, and and you said this perfectly, but it's not about wanting people to wake up or being there to help people wake up so that they can no longer create from a place of lack and they can create a place from consciousness. That's just a byproduct of what happens when you awaken. And I am more here for, to be the light, to be honest, to be, to show what is available, to be the trigger that's going to be that of what activates somebody who was already programmed in their soul agreement and contract that I would be the one that would either trigger them or assist them in that process. That anyone who is going to be drawn to work with me, this is why for 10 years, I never had a website or anything, because if you're meant to work with me, you will. And if you're not, you're not. I still have that philosophy. This, the way shower, the, uh, I can't even say it anymore, whatever the term is, the light worker, they're not really archetype, like the way shower, I guess. But it, for me now, it's more about if you are look, if you are already awakening <laughs> and you're looking for assistance in that journey, because that is, it can, it, it's a journey and it's the human is going through a, a new process of gaining a new operating system it's changing it is changing physically and there can be all kinds of things so so like being that guide and supporting in that and helping in activations and downloads and transmissions if but the person it already is in an agreement and encoded within their soul for that uh to occur and so for me it's a it's a really strong distinction about not wanting to change the world or wanting people to move from the third and go into the fifth or there's anything that needs to be fixed or changed or anything like that but just really honoring the perfect creation of all the dimensions that are there and that there are some souls who are perfectly very happy from the highest perspective of going through the third dimensional creation process of creating through lack which definitely serves in the expansion of consciousness it's just at some point in time when your soul is ready to have the experience of expanding out of the third and into the fifth and remembering the truth of who we are sometimes it's the, the that pain 
of feeling separate that becomes so strong that triggers that motivation to then allow the truth to come in, to lift the veil of forgetfulness and to start that journey of allowing and remembering and having the human surrender from thinking it is the identity, if you will. And that process to be able to assist in that is, can be a really beautiful thing. So that's how I'd add to that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's uh, I love that. I love that context and, and yeah, thank you for doing the work that you're doing, <laughs> the assistance, the guidance, it's a it's a beautiful thing again for those who have contracted to to connect with you to be a guide and and yeah just for whatever reason just in their own experience decided that the third dimension just was no longer they they wanted to begin to move on to more they wanted to begin to move on to more <laughs> more than the third so thank you for for being a guide and a, a way shower in this life and on this earth and and uh I guess the last thing I'd like to ask just before, you know, I'll, I'll let you communicate how people can reach out to you if they like and, and connect with you if they would like. Before I get to that, just uh, <laughs> with everything you, you've experienced on your journey and, and everything you understand now, what's on your heart in this moment to to share with someone who is going through their own awakening process, maybe is doubting it at times? And, but at the same time, something's just telling them, you know, as you said, just, just stay with this, just allow, like, what would you say to someone like that? Wherever you are is exactly where you are supposed to be. That if you can get to the place where this is happening for you, that everything is absolutely perfect just as it is right now in this moment and that from the highest perspective from your soul's perspective that this is what you designed for your experience and if you can get to the point to where everything is happening for you now you can get to a point to where you are back in your power you can remember that you are at peace if this is happening for you. And if you are at peace, you can come back into your power. And if you're in your power, now you can start to focus on that of what you want. And if you focus on what you want, it is love. It is the truth of who you are. It is the God aspect of who you are. And that allows you to come into that allowing, that place of everything is already done. This is all taken care of. This is all orchestrated on my behalf, that there really is nothing I have to do. The only thing I have to do, the only thing I have to be responsible for is my level of awareness of who I am, that I am love. Am I allowing anything outside of me to deny myself love? Am I allowing anything outside of me 
to give my power away to it. Any event, circumstance, situation, person, relationship, it is all here for you. And the way that it's happening for you is to remind you of how powerful you are, that you are God. You are creator. You are everything. You are consciousness. Everything is consciousness. It all has to be working for you and on your behalf. If you are all things, there's no way all things would not be working for you. And if you hold that knowing, that truth, then the laws of physics and the way our reality is set up has to show that to you. That's how you allow it. That's how you get out of your way. That is called the human surrendering. The human comes to know that it is here for the ride, for the pure joy of the creation of pure love, pure joy, pure harmony, peace beauty. It's all available for you now. When the human realizes that that's what lies ahead, it will allow. It'll say, I am here for the experience. I'm what allows the experience to be so rich and it'll be so beautiful, so loving, so exciting all the things that the human desires, it's already there. So you can let go, you can allow. Drop down from your head and into your heart and just breathe and feel the breath come in through the heart and out the heart and in the heart and out the heart. And this will center you. And this is where you will be able to drop into that knowing that all things are happening for you. And then you can allow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Feeling the energy of that one. Uh, <laughs> breathtaking. Breathtaking. Uh, thank you for, uh, thank you for bringing that through just now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I feel that, that uh, to me, that must give a, um, a beautiful taste of the energy that you bring through when you when you work with people so yeah just to give people an idea if they've just heard that transmission just now and <laughs> different aspects of your story and they and they do want to connect with you on a deeper level what's the what's the best way to reach out to you ryan you can find me at my website which is ryanwillaby.com r y a n w-i-l-a-b-y.com and i do put out content on youtube as well so you can go there and do some meditations downloads activations so you can watch videos there 
And I also just have my regular Facebook page that I also do. I put out channeled automatic writings, channeled messages that come out there. I'll do some live events, some free live events on there. Channeled meditations that'll come through in my Facebook group or Facebook page. And that's Ryan R. Willoughby. And you can follow me there. And that's probably the best places. I have an Instagram account too. It's not, I don't resonate with Instagram like I do the other places. So I don't do this much there, but you're free to welcome to follow me anywhere else you want. <laughs> but yeah, you can, um, my website and you can book sessions there as well. So you can book a session with me if you're interested in doing that. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing. There you have it. And uh, those links will be in the show notes as well. So if you're listening, you'll have easy access to them. So, wow. Thank you so much, Ryan, for for being a guest here on the Restore Yourself podcast and uh, just for sharing so many different aspects of your story and, and how you're here as a way shower and contributing now. It's been a, a pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, for being here with me today. Timothy, this was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for thinking of me, inviting me, having me a part of this amazing program that you do. I think it is so useful. It's a beautiful thing for people who are going through the awakening process. And um, just thank you for what you're doing in the service. And you are so gifted at what you do, not only as this podcast, but in your channeling and what you do for clients and what you bring as a wayshore and what you're doing to help bring new levels of consciousness just to the collective and to all of us. So I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Ooh, wow. I'm letting that, uh, <laughs> I'm letting that energy uh, land too. Uh, wasn't expecting that. So thank you very much. That's uh that means a lot. I think that's actually hit me in a way that that I really needed to hear just now. So thank you. <laughs> well, I met every word of it. Yes. Thank you for what you do. You're special. You're amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And yeah, I'm uh, I'm also just very in awe of how you're showing up in the world. And that's why I wanted to have you here today. So <laughs> Thank you everyone so much for listening. You know, if you found value in this, please feel free to share. And uh, again, Ryan's information will be in the show notes in case you'd like to connect with him on a, on a deeper level. So thank you as always for listening. And until next time, this has been the Restore Yourself podcast.